we are going to go on um, and we do understand folks may not want to stay for the rest of our meetings so um, uh, yeah I'm told I just encouraged you all to leave but you know <laughs> if, if, if yeah anyway let's go on um, we are now going back to where we were on the agenda at one point which is the superintendent's update on the 2017 2018 action plan dr. Murphy Thank you, Dr. Cannon. Uh, as I regularly do, I bring the uh, series of different activities that we have going on with uh, various projects and initiatives that we're leading this year. Uh, one of them is in group one, and that has to do with new policies and policy revisions. Uh, and more specifically around that, uh, we're talking about um, acceptable use, and actually you're gonna be taking action on that uh, one part of that this evening. But the other has to do with uh, school facility naming policy and criteria. Linda Ertis, our assistant superintendent for uh, school and community relations has been leading that effort. And she wants to talk a little bit about where we are uh, in the process. Some of the things we're gonna be making available or already have made available uh, to the community to begin to review. Uh, and then set out a little bit more of a, a clear timeline for us in moving forward so the schedule is adjusting here uh, but we realize because of multiple things sort of happening simultaneously we kind of need to pair those uh, back and kind of address them as the needs come forward so with that Ms. Ertis I'll turn the mic over to you to kind of lead us through the next couple of slides regarding the facility naming process okay thank you Dr. Murphy and good evening um, let me walk you through what we've done and what we're propose, proposing as we move forward. Um, we did online community input form. Um, we've uh, done student focus groups, the community focus groups at SIFAX. Um, we uh, received finally, and we had, as you know, we had the George Mason School for Conflict Analysis and Resolution working with us. We received their report um, really late December, right before when we went on winter break. And so this month we've been looking at it, we've been sharing it with board members, talking about it, and trying to determine what and how to, to move forward to be respectful of the input that we heard from the community, but also not to delay um, other work that needs to take place. I, I did wanna share that the two big conclusions that we heard, and, and there's no question that we heard an awful lot about the Washington Lee High School name, either to rename it or to keep the name the same. Um, so that dominated a lot of the conversations and the input, although we did receive input on other issues related to the criteria. What we heard a lot from the Washington Lee community um, was that they wanted more time for discussion. So uh, recognizing that we want to be respectful of the community, but we also have a lot of work that we need to do, we're recommending a one change to the process, but everything else will pretty much stay the same. Let me walk you through what we, it would look like. The next phase, which would be happening this month and next month, would be the staff committee will be developing and finalizing Naming, uh, naming criteria proposal to come to the school board. That work continues on. At the same time, and I was asked earlier today by one of the board members, we will 
um, go through and we're looking at the, you know, the background of all of the names which we had promised the board so that we can, when we come with the naming criteria, we'll also say, for example, Drew Model School was named after Charles Drew and this is what his background is, just so that you'll have that information as well. So that'll be February and March. In April, our goal is to come to the school board with a draft naming criteria for the board to review and hopefully approve this spring. The reason we want the criteria uh, and need criteria to be um, finalized is that we have four projects that need to be looked at. The new middle school at the Stratford site needs a name besides the new middle school at the Stratford site. We have the neighbor, neighborhood elementary school that will mo be moving into Drew Model School. I don't think anybody's suggesting changing Drew, but the community may want to talk about, is this the name we want? Do we want to change it? Do we want to keep model? Do we want to, you know, whatever that conversation. But I think that's a conversation we want the community to have. And then as part of that, what they'll discuss what they want their school colors to be and mascot and so forth as they transition to a separate neighborhood school. The um, new primary Montessori school at the Henry site needs a name. Um, the name for the building at the Wilson, we keep calling it the Wilson building site, but it really doesn't, we know the two programs that will be there, but what's the building being called? So those have to be resolved next fall. The site, um, the, the criteria that you would approve this spring would then be used as we move on uh, this summer Based on the criteria, we would put together and recruit naming committees for those four school projects. We'd follow the procedures that are already outlined in our school naming PIP, which identifies how many meetings they need to have, how they should engage the community, and what the makeup of those naming committees should be. With the idea that next fall, the committees, the four committees will convene and work develop their school name recommendations for the, those building projects and bring those forward to the board in by December so that the board can approve the, those school names. What we're asking to do is to pull Washington Lee aside, understanding that the com community has asked for more time. Um, and so we're looking at this summer uh, because nothing could happen really until the criteria was developed anyways. After um, that's done this summer to develop and recruit a community ad hoc committee, uh, the board will work with the board to develop um, a charge of what the, uh, the committee is to do, including engaging in, uh, the community and, and community conversations, uh, what the membership makeup should look like and so forth. And then we would recommend uh, identifying an outside facilitator for this process who understands the cultural sensitivity of the topic. And it would be our preference that it would not be anybody really associated with Arlington County, Washington Lee High School, or any of those groups, but it would really be independent. That group would, uh, once appointed, would work September through November to hold community conversations and meetings about what they felt about the name for Washington Lee. December report or reports to the board, there could be one in favor of keeping the name, one report in favor of changing the name, and there could be a third report as has been suggested of a middle ground, uh, some sort of compromise um, idea. 
it would be the community's conversations and reports. Based on that, then the school board next winter would make a decision on whether or not to keep or change the name for Washington Lee. And if the decision is to keep the name, no further action would be needed. If the decision would be to change the name, then we would initiate a naming process just like we're doing for the other schools um, to rename it with the idea that that name would come into play for the fall of 2020. Um, that's basically um, the main change is Washington Lee. And, and the reason we've set it aside um, different from the others is there's already conversation in the community change or no change. And so we want to recognize the community's request for more time and, and that can take place while we're moving ahead with the other four buildings. Um, so that's that process. And I'll turn it over to Dr. Murphy. I think that's my last slide. Yes. Okay. Thank you, Ms. Hurtis. So continuing on with uh, group one with new policies and policy revisions, uh, we've talked in the past about the various acceptable use policies that we have related to uh, technology and digital, digital citizenship and internet safety. Uh, the group has taken essentially five of the existing policies and combined those into two. This evening, you're going to hear the uh, or take action. You're slated to take action on the filtering and federal guidelines. And I believe uh, Matt Smith is here to update us on that. And then we're going to continue with the second portion of that that has to do with acceptable use. Uh, we've had some community engagement here uh, in the fall. We are bringing uh, this to uh, TCI, also uh, teachers, um, teachers, uh, help me with TCI acronym. I'm drawing a blank. Count, teacher Council on Instruction, also uh, to uh, the Technology and uh, ACI Advisory Committees uh, during the month of February and March, and then uh, slated to bring that here to the school board uh, the latter part of March, and then uh, the board to slated to take action. So that's where we are uh, really with uh, Group 1. With Group 2 uh, and some of the elementary school planning that were underway, the board did have a work session uh, last month uh, to kind of talk about how we move forward with the elementary school planning process. We also had a uh, meeting the other evening that I was able to attend. It was hosted by uh, School and Community Relations and our planning office where they began to speak with our ambassadors and many of our PTA leaders. You see the initial communication plan and timeline uh, was posted today on Engage. And what we're looking at is a two-phase process. Uh, the first phase will occur here February through May, uh, and it's really beginning to identify elementary school locations and then a review of some of the walk zones in relationship to neighbor and neighborhood and option schools. And then the second phase to take place uh, in the fall of 2018 around elementary school boundary changes. So we've uh, broken the, uh, this process really into uh, two pieces, uh, and I think the approach and the design that we have really will allow for the community to engage and kind of become aware of the direction that we're moving. When we look at Group 3 uh, with operational uh, plans, uh, we are slated here we, uh, to have uh, a monitoring item uh, on February 15th that's going to address the Arlington Facility and Student Accommodation Plan as well as projections and capital utilization. 
We then are going to bring back in subsequent meetings, March 8th for information and March 22nd, uh, the CIP framework. Uh, and so that'll give everyone in the community some time to digest those monitoring report items, but then also have the context about how those items then fit with the CIP framework. We've got a work session then for the strategic plan slated for February 6th, and I know that group has been moving forward with its mission, vision, and core values, and thank you also to the community for providing some valuable feedback. I know the uh, committee has taken that to heart, and uh, they are gonna be coming uh, forward with some uh, revisions of their work. And then we'll be moving into the budget here with the latter part of February uh, with um, my presentation of a proposed budget and then the county manager presenting um, his proposed budget uh, on Saturday, February the 24th. That is also uh, the point where the county will advertise also uh, the tax rate uh, and then later in, in the spring uh, set that tax rate. Moving on to uh, group four, which is capital initiatives. Uh, we've got the, the Reed building uh, that is continuing to move forward. Right now, the BLPC and PFRC are looking at um, reviewing traffic and parking requirements. Uh, we also have slated bringing forward the construction manager at risk contract to award that, and then the concept designs uh, which I know are being out there discussed in the community, uh, will be coming to the board in March. And then we're gonna continue uh, the work here with the Career Center. I know that kicked off uh, just recently. Ms. Talento is our liaison uh, to that group from the board. Uh, and so that group is gonna be working February through August. And I, I do wanna report, and this information will be coming out, and I think it's a, a very strong indication I have there about Arlington Tech and the uh, you know, plans for enrollment growth. Um, we had approximately 213 students apply uh, this, uh, during this period of time, and we're gonna be taking all 213 of those students. So we're really excited about that. It's a combination, by the way, of um, rising ninth graders and rising 10th graders. The vast majority of those students, though, about 107 10th graders, okay. So there's sort of the balance. Uh, and that is uh, right on projection of where we want it to be with that program. So uh, thank you to Margaret Chung and her team over there, as well as um, all of our supporting middle schools who got the information out to our students and, and the awareness and the different events that they had. The last one that I had is, uh, has to do with, uh, in this group, has to do with the Education Center. And I'd like to just call on uh, John Chadwick. He's well-versed in this. Uh, to speak a little bit about uh, where we are with the timeline and how these different pieces kind of fit together. Thank you, Dr. Murphy. Um, I'm not sure what's going on. But... Okay, thank you. Um, so uh, the good news on the Education Center is that we're moving ahead with that. Uh, yesterday, we posted a request for proposal for architecture engineering services on it. I don't remember the due date, it's usually about a month, and we expect to have that selection made sometime by April uh, to go through the process we normally go through. Um, the BLPC process will start shortly thereafter. We also um, are bringing to you this evening a construction management at risk um, determination. I'm sorry, that's next week, but we will be shortly bringing to you a construction manager at risk determination for the education center so that we 
will be able to proceed with that method of procurement, which uh, really helps us on relatively complex projects like this. And um, we will then proceed with a CMR selection process, that's construction manager at risk, and that will probably be completed by some time in June. Uh, that's very important to have very soon after the architect is hired, uh, and very soon after the BLPC starts at work, its work, because we use the construction manager at risk to provide us with estimates of construction cost, which we balance against the, uh, or we reconcile with the estimates of construction cost provided by the architecture engineering team. So um, we are ready to go ahead with that. Now, there has been a lot, um, some discussion of the program, and we've had very clear direction from you, which uh, we heartily agree with, to design the building so that it is as adaptable as possible to different programs. Um, and so there quite, is quite about a bit of work that can be done before we have a specific program selection which we anticipate would come um, sometime after the CIP is selected. Um, as you know, this building uh, has not really had very much done to it in a major way since it was built. Uh, it also, to be used for instructional use, for educational use, we have to essentially gut the building and re-fireproof it so that it meets the fire standards for um, educational use. Uh, we also have single pane glass windows, which of course is clearly no longer acceptable in any sort of a building. And uh, when we opened up the uh, wall in the school board conference room recently, we were somewhat surprised to learn that we had no insulation in the outside wall. So there's a great deal that has to be done to this building. Our bathrooms also uh, are not um, fully accessible, um, and there are some other universal design deficiencies in the building. But there's a great deal of work that can be done um, before the program is selected, and we are always mindful that we design our buildings not for a specific program, uh, we design them to be adaptable so that they're fully adapted to the first program, but they can be adapted to future programs as we see the need. Thank you, Mr. Chadwick. I'll just remind everyone that uh, an excellent resource continues to be our Engage page, and we continue to post information uh, either as uh, decisions are made or more information becomes available. So encouraging folks to continue to uh, check that site. And as you can see, there are, we're coming down the pike here with a lot of decisions and uh, a lot of information as we move into the, the latter part of winter and into the first part of spring. Kind of snowballing, and that just happens to be winter, but, <laughs> but it's really happening. I am guessing we have no speakers. Okay.